Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Exciting night tonight for sure. Um, we're going to talk open wheel racing, which, I mean, I, we got it out there that it's finally, we're going to talk about some real racing, um, the fun stuff. Uh, I had to put out a little disclaimer that it wasn't all of Throttled Up that felt that way. And you called me out, Matt, and you were like, I think he's talking about me. And I think that was rude. There are two people in this establishment and... It wasn't me, so I don't know how you used your skills to try and figure out that it, I was talking about you, but uh, uh, I know how it is. So, but uh, exciting night, but before we get started, I do want to throw out to our sponsors here. We'll do our first round of sponsors. In the FastLaneProductions.com is the premier place in southern Indiana to see all of the racing action from Brownstown Speedway on Saturday nights. Go and get your premier account now, especially headed into the offseason. It's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th. Wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana is available to record, edit, and produce a podcast in-house for you for a minimal fee. Don't waste hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to get started. Let APR Podcast Studios do the hard work and you worry about the content and entertainment. APR Podcast Studios is available by email at aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com or by phone at 812-455-1313. And again, we're back here at APR Podcast Studios. And Matt, I'm going to let you introduce our guest tonight. But before we do, I do want to, I got, I got a question for you, Matt, What's to start that? off. Do you realize what next week is? What next week is? Yes. Apparently, I don't. See, I'm hurt. It's our one-year anniversary, Matt. Oh, is it really? It's it's one year. I thought you'd remember that. I remembered your birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Tonight is our 40th <laughs> episode, and next week is our one-year anniversary. Our first show came out on March 14th, so next week's show uh, will be the one-year anniversary of the start of Throttled Up. So I didn't realize that. That's pretty awesome. I didn't either, actually, until I noticed this was 40, and I thought, man, I wonder how long... I wonder when our first one was, but March 14th. So coming up on the uh, first year, and I see uh, White Shoes there just said, aw. Um, and, uh, yeah, White Shoes, you know what? It is a special moment. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Didn't you say most podcasts don't make it through like five or six episodes? Yeah, 80% of podcasts that start die after after the first five episodes. So And we're at episode 40. We're at 40. Yeah. So. Hey. You haven't killed me yet, which is amazing. <laughs> you let me. You're gonna let me talk a little bit open wheel racing tonight. Yeah. Um, well, we got a great open wheel racer in house this evening with with uh, Ethan Barrow. Ethan uh, 
Thanks for being here. Thanks for being on time, even though I was late. So uh, yeah, we'll forgive you this time. Well, yeah, I had a hard time getting pushed off there. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Ethan, swing that mic just a little bit closer <laughs> to you. There you go. Um, yeah, we we already heard the the jokes about you know needing a starter and all that stuff and all that. That's just all that fancy stuff. Yeah, I all got those a buddy of mine he calls them pushing flips. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good name. <laughs> I might have to remember that in a, in a couple weeks there. <laughs> Don't jinx me. Don't say it over there. <laughs> so, Ethan, uh, to kind of start yeah. off, man, and, uh, you know, you and I got a little bit of chance to talk before we got started, but where does all this racing passion come from, man? Uh, about 60 years plus of uh, family background, really. <coughs> my whole family's raced. I mean, I was born at raised at brownstown and bloomington my dad my uncle and my grandpa raced at brownstown since i was a kid you know i went to the races at three weeks old and never left and i mean i'm really the only one to do the open wheel stuff besides uh my uncle uh jeff pritchard and then sheldon kinzer of course um but yeah my dad and my grandpa raced at brownstown my entire life so i've grown up there and uh it's kind of an honor and it's kind of really cool to be able to be a fourth generation race car driver to be able to go down to Brownstown and do that stuff. I mean, it's cool to find a, a second or third generation. But like you said, you're a fourth generation. I mean, you're, you know, your family started about when racing really got popular then. You know, that's, you know, that's what's really cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sprint cars have definitely come a long way. Back when my grandpa's dad, my Uncle Paul, they was uh, building sprint cars with Sheldon. They was building them out of a one-car garage that didn't have no heat, no air, nothing, and build them with a stick welder. So, oh, my goodness. Uh yeah, I'm just glad I wasn't doing it back then. I don't think I'm tough enough for that. You know, and that, I think that amazes me so much when you talk about the history of racing. You know, we've had other guys on here. Um, was it Mike Fields when they yes. got they got it from behind the car lot, the yeah. junk car? And, I mean, the guys that today, when we talk about safety of racing and everything and the advancements, there is no way anybody would crawl in a vehicle like that no, but these my, guys did it and pioneered the sport and it's amazing oh yeah my grandpa tells me a story all the time about back when he was racing stock cars when he first started in the early 80s it was dragging a early 80s model i don't know what it was i'm too young to remember that but <laughs> they was hooking it to the back of a dump truck and raising the front end up with the bed and dragging it to the racetrack with a bunch of kids and lodge and kids and lawn chairs in the back of the bed so uh yeah wow. we've definitely come a long ways with big enclosed trailers and heat and air not right in the back of a dump truck <laughs> and they'd race with you know open face helmets and handkerchiefs around their, their nose and mouth so they didn't breathe into dust you know that was that was safety <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey uh uh i also i want to give a shout out here mike pickens um i see he's on here mike shouted out and said dustin come ride in the push truck with me at the no way out race and and mike i'd be happy to because that's what these late model guys don't understand you are the starter on these vehicles and and how important you truly are so i'd be happy to come ride in the push truck with you mike so i just want to make sure he knows my bumper's new so when you push me off easy <laughs> so and then we kind of talked you're the only guy that's been in the sprint uh the open wheel world sprint car world but how do you make that transition how do you end up in the sprint car world I don't know. I mean, it was it was kind of weird. Uh, I started racing go-karts when I was 11. I raced go-karts from the time I was 11 to 13, and that was my dad's thing because we both tried to race at the same time. My dad, back when the Wolfpack Challenge was around, I'm sure you guys remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, that was 2004, 2005. My dad was still racing. That's about when I started in 2005. So he won the Wolfpack Challenge that year, and he just decided, you know what, we're done. He was going to go with me all the time. So uh, I started in go-karts, and then he asked me what I wanted to do after that, and I really didn't have – 
you know, any set plans as long as I got to race something because that's all I wanted to do. And uh, we went out and got, we got a mini sprint and I raced that for two years and we done really well in it. And uh, the next year, the second year I raced mini sprints, he went and bought a sprint car motor and we planned on selling out. And then uh, we went to Linton one night and we done really well and a guy wanted to buy our stuff and uh, he came the next day and bought it. And the next week we was putting together a sprint car and we went and raced sprint car the next wow. week. And that was in 2008. So I'm uh, in my 10th year, my 10th full year now in a sprint car. So I ran four, I don't know, four or five shows in 2008. And then 2009 was my first year. Did you dabble any? In any other classes or many sprints and go karts, that's it. Wow, that's it. And then uh, my dad fed me to the wolves. He said, "You're either going to learn or you're not." So we got a sprint <laughs> car, and the next year I went. We went and ran the sprint week thing. We were like Gas City, Kokomo, Lawrenceburg. I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm trying to learn." Oh yeah. He's like, "You're either going to learn or you're not." So we went and ran five or six nights in a row, and uh, I mean, I didn't get laps, so that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, I learned pretty quick. We picked up on it pretty quick and uh, done really well. The first year we ran, we won the track championship at paragon which my first year so well, that's awesome and then we got the uh, rookie of the year there as well that's only the second time somebody's got rookie of the year and won the championship at the same time and uh also pretty cool because my grandpa's won track championships there and late models and stuff back in the day when men were men <laughs> oh yeah and uh um, i also got rookie of the year at bloomington that year behind brady and jeffrey so ran third in the points that's awesome and that's not a bad group to run that, that's third like in the you, points yeah. behind yeah I that's mean. not bad that's not bad <laughs> Out of all those legendary track, you know, uh, sprint car tracks, what's the, the toughest one for you? You know, Gas City and the Berg and, and, and Paragon? And the toughest one I would say to figure out is Hobstock. Really? Yeah. Because we went down there, and Mickey Smith, the guy I drive for now, he loves that place. He swears <laughs> by it. And every time I go down there, I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to Hobstock. But it's just, it's really weird. It's, I mean, it's fast, but it's a greasy fast. So, right. I mean, you don't really know if you're going fast or if you're getting traction or not. It's just something that I never really figured out in a non-wing car. That's why I didn't run there much. But we done, we done good this year in the wing car. I ran second. But it's just a whole different driving style and setup style. I mean, everything there is totally different. You might as well take everything you know about everywhere else and leave it at home. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, that's a really hard place to figure out. And talking about between the wing and the non-wing. What's your preference, wing and non-wing? And, and I was getting ready to ask that too. How much? How much does it change? Because I, we've had some other guys mm -hmm. on that have talked about it, but what's your preference and how much does it change in the seat? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, the wing stuff. I will agree. I said this in many sprints. A wing car will make you a better driver because it you keep the car a lot straighter, and I mean you can set the car up more free in a non-wing car if you run wing stuff because you're used to keeping it straight, so you can keep it underneath you a little better. And if all your runs non when you get too free and you're just all over the place. So uh, I will say it helps, but um, it's it's a drastic change. We've tried to run the same car, you know, both nights, run two classes. And uh, it's all right, but I just I just plan on focusing on one when I go there. I don't want to have to, you know, flip the switch in my brain every time I get in a race car. I just want to go focus on one. So ever since we started the 305 stuff, I ran a few 410 wing shows before that. I don't know, a handful, five or six. But uh, the 305 stuff's a lot of fun. I really like it. It's really cost-effective, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. We still get to race, you know, 25 times a year. Right, yeah. And then I still have my non-wing car, so, you know, we're still racing 30, 35 times a year. And that, and that's a lot, you know, to, to get to the racetrack, you know, in one race season. Oh, yeah. That, it pretty much takes up all your time. <laughs> and just, uh, you know, before we get any farther in, you know, one thing we like to do is to talk about the, the people, the, the sponsors and the people that help you get to the track. Do you want to – Kind of give a shout out to those people and yeah, help you absolutely. get to the track. Absolutely, yeah. I got some uh, 
of some new people that came on board this year, and I really appreciate your help. Um, Scott Levy with Bridalwood Consulting Company. He come on and uh, he bought me a suit and a bunch of other stuff. So we really appreciate him. You know, he's been going to the races for a long time, and uh, we just appreciate his help and everything he's doing for us. And then uh, Tom White, he's been around the races for a long time, does a lot of stuff, and he's really involved with Bloomington Speedway. So uh, Tom White and Tom White Real Estate, uh, we appreciate him. And then uh, my dad, Gary Barrow Excavating, I'll probably get fired if I don't mention him. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't thank my dad enough. You know, he got me to where I am. He, you know, he never gave up. He's always gave me what I needed. Um, so I really appreciate him and my mom. And then uh, Casey Mangum from uh, over in Nashville, I appreciate them. They buy us some tires every year. And then uh, Sweepster Inc., um, Mickey Smith, Personal Lawn Care, that's the guy behind the wheel right there. I'm the monkey holding the steering wheel, but that's the guy making it go. Oh, really? So he's he's super smart, and me and him click really well, and we always do really well together. So every time we go to the racetrack, I know I'm going to have a good race car, so I don't ever have to worry, and I can't thank him enough for that. How important it is that, that you know, when you have a guy like that, that, you know, your driving style kind of fits their setup style. I mean, does he adjust a lot for you, or it was it just that – you, know, you guys said you click really well, and I think sometimes that's the big thing with a with a crew chief or a crew guy and and the drivers that those kind of mesh and hit the right way. Yeah, we've been. Uh, I think this is. I drove for him a few times in anomaly stuff. You know, just filling in. Sometimes he wanted to race, didn't have somebody drive it. I drive it. But uh, I've been driving for him full time right now in the nom or in the wing stuff for I don't know four years. I think full time, and uh, we've won over twenty races and almost won the national event this year. So. It took a lot of getting used to for me, and he was really patient with that. You know, he knew that I was an on-wing guy, so it was going to take me a little bit of time, even though I went out and won the first time I was in it. Because <laughs> I went down there, and I really didn't have any plans on running it. So I took my non-wing car down there, and he called my dad. Because my dad drove for him for five or six years in the Modified when Mickey got out of it. Okay. So when I started driving for Mickey, he called me and was like, hey, you think you want to drive this night? I was like, well, yeah, I can run both, I guess. Well, I went out in hot laps, and mine blew up. So it's a good thing I had another one to race. <laughs> but... uh yeah, he just, uh, he was really patient with me, and, you know, he's taught me a lot because, obviously, he's done it. He's been there, he's done it, he knows what it takes, and uh, he's taught me a kind of a different driving style, which has obviously made me better in the non-wing, too, but, yeah, he's adjusted to me, and I've adjusted to him. We've just kind of meshed ever since then, and he does really good with it. What do you think the biggest thing that you've learned to help your driving over the last few years with him? What What's something that you really think you've improved? Be patient. <laughs> he, I, I was... I was real aggressive, and I mean, I'm still aggressive. There's certain times when you have to be and when not to be, but uh, you can't win it on the first lap. That's what he says all the time. And uh, I was always used to driving a tight race car, and he kind of got me freed up to where I could roll the car a little better, and uh, that helped tremendously because I was always so tight. I felt like I was going fast, but I really wasn't. So, yeah, he's helped me get used to that, and it's made me twice the driver I used to be. How tough is it to be patient? Because I know that, you know, and I agree 100%. Probably like a 12. Okay. Because, I, I mean, I know I, I know that it is important. And we talk about it all the time. Saving your stuff, you know, being around. But when you see that opening and you know you have a chance to make a move, I would think it's so tough to sit in the seat and say, it's not the right time. It's not now. It's yeah. – I, I, Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, you got to take every opportunity you get. If you see something, you're going to go for it just because that's a mentality. When you're racing – Everything everybody says means absolutely nothing <laughs> because you're not going to think about it. But, I mean, you do, if you're a good race car driver and you have enough experience, you're going to sit back and you're going to think what you're going to do next. And every every good race car driver plans their next move. Like, if you're following somebody, you're not going to follow them for 20 laps to try and figure it out. 
you follow them for a couple laps, and if they make a mistake, you go for it. But, yeah, you can't win a race on the first lap. If you're not there at the end, you can't win. A lot of truth in that. There's a whole lot of truth to that. <laughs> Which, do you prefer to run the high side or the, or the, the bottom of the racetrack? What, what, when you get on the racetrack, where do you like to go? Um, bottom takes a lot of finesse, and I've always been pretty good at that. So uh, I hit my marks really well. I kind of pride myself on that. I don't, I don't screw up a lot, so I can hit the, hit the same line on the racetrack for 25 laps in a row if need be. But since I've gotten a wing car, it's, you know, it's a spec class, so everybody's kind of equal. Right. So you got to go where they're not. So a, a lot of guys aren't comfortable if you have a big cushion or something. A lot of them guys aren't going to sit up there and beat it, and it takes three or four laps to get it going. So they think they're not going anywhere, but really they're just trying to gain their momentum. And uh, that just takes some experience to learn. So in the in the wing car, I do like to run the top because with the wing on there, right. obviously it's a lot more comfortable. But um, either one, really. It doesn't really matter to me. Wherever they're not, it's where I go. <laughs> Jonathan Rourke asked a great question here. And besides the family that you grew up with in racing, who else were your idols? You know, those those other idol drivers that you kind of looked up to. Kevin Briscoe was my <laughs> sprint car. I, when I went to the races, I was, like I said, I was three weeks old. I rode up to the racetrack. I sat on the hill a lot when my dad was racing because, you know, I was young. But I also went to the pits a lot with him. I ne he never went when I didn't go. We, it was a thing. And uh, But I would sit on the hill, and when they ran sprint cars at Bloomington Speedway, Kevin Briscoe was the man. That's a pretty good one to idolize there. Yeah, that I've said on here a thousand yeah. times, he was my hero too. And and there was nobody like watching him get around Bloomington Speedway. I mean, there were other guys that were tough, but he knew every inch of that place and how to use it and, and yeah, how to manipulate. If how you to messed up, manipulate. you'd get bit by Kevin Briscoe. That's about all amounted to. Yeah, you had to run perfect to beat him. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, most nights, so – I've watched him race at uh, you know Lawrenceburg too, and man, he just he was good anywhere he went. Yeah, you know that was for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take anything away from yeah. anywhere else, but man, he. But he, I will say, my all-time favorite. Now that I'm older, if I had to pick one favorite race car driver ever in a sprint car, it'd be Dave Darwin. I know him personally; great guy. He's just, I think he's the best ever that ever lived. Oh, do you really? Yeah. So he just kind of. I've, I've always kind of idolized him, you know, since I was old enough and started traveling and getting more into the sprint car stuff because I was always with my dad, so I was kind of in the stock car group. So right. I always knew all them. But uh, when I started racing sprint car, yeah, Dave Garland was it. And what do you think about him making the move over to CBR racing? Um, I think it was good, you know. Uh, with Kevin and Chase, I got a good program. You know, they got the best of everything. Uh, congratulations to Chase, you know, for accomplishing what he's accomplished he worked his butt off to get it oh yeah he deserves it so um and also brady short you know he's running the team and doing the crew chief and stuff and brady's always been fast i mean everywhere he went brady was always good that's the guy you had to beat so um i think they're struggling a little bit right now just you know new driver new team it's kind of a thing you just got to go through and get through but once i get it figured out i think they'll be pretty tough i was gonna say there's a you know you talk about brady and kevin and obviously dave in the seat there's a lot of laps that have been turned into sprint car in that Thousands. team right there. Probably millions with Dave. I mean, and and not take anything away from Chase. Kudos to Chase, everything Chase has done. But Yeah, when I first started racing mini sprints, Chase was right there with me because we raced mini sprints at the same time too. Yeah, he's the he's the young pup, even in that group right there of, of knowledge because that is a that's an impressive group, and I agree with you. I think once they, uh, they get it worked out, they're going to be pretty tough to beat. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, coming up in three weeks, man, on the Friday night is the All-In 25, Saturday the No Way Out 40, uh, sponsored by Lucas Weed Miller, Weed Miller Express, Bing Givens, got you there. 
And L so, L logging. And L and L logging. I didn't realize L and L was in there also. I thought that was the Wee Miller Express. Well, it is the Wee Miller Express, but I gotta throw out L and L logging because they're doing some stuff for us too. So I wanted to get them in. Okay. Wee Miller Express for the no way out, but L and L logging as well, because they're they're taking care of us with some things. That's right. So what you like that weekend? Make you nervous that weekend? Anytime I go to Brownstown, I'm happy. I love that place. That's, uh, I, I like to hear that. I wish uh, I wish we ran more 305 shows there because we did run a few, and you know we won quite a few there. Oh, in, yeah. In the 305 stuff, we run one three out of four, four out of five, something yes. like that right in there. So uh, I do miss running that there, but every time we get a chance to go there, I'm there. If, if I don't have some other obligation that I absolutely have to go to, like a points race for the 305s, I'm going. That's awesome. I, I love Brownstown. I love going there. I love the racetrack. It's just everything about it. You know, it brings back memories as a kid. When I go there, I just get excited because I'm going to Brownstown. <laughs> so. I, I know some of the, the the sprint car drivers, they're not real crazy about Brownstown. They act like it's hard to drive or, you know. And, oh, it is. And we've talked on here before, you know, that, that track was built for a late model. I mean, yeah. just like Bloomington was built for a sprint car. You that's know, Brownstown what I, was. That's what I was telling him before the show. You know, a non-wing car goes there. Non-wing cars don't. I mean, they run in the slick, but it's not a great show. I'll be honest with you. It's not a great show. Right. It's not the most fun thing to drive. You have to be really patient. That's like last year. I don't know if it was Funfest or what. We was running second or third behind Cunningham. Which, yes. Was it Funfest? Funfest, yeah. Yeah, well, I was running second or third. And, you know, to be honest with you, I just got bored with it. So I got out and tried to try some things and end up sixth or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't just going to sit there and follow them. But the wind right. cars, when they go there, they're kind of like a late model. You know, they attach to the slick surface a little better. So. But anytime you get to go to Brownstown, it's fun. I don't care if you're out there idling. It's fun to me. <laughs> yeah, I just sit on top of the, the grandstands, and it's fun to me. So. Throw popcorn at him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's pause real quick and take a break and roll out our next set of sponsors here, and then we'll come right back uh, with Ethan in just a second. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing T-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track track racing. racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana, is excited to announce a new show coming to the APR Weekly lineup. Who's Your Hardwoods Live will be a weekly hunting and fishing podcast that you won't want to miss. Co-hosts Matt Lamar and Muriel Robinson bring their expertise and experience to the airways as they discuss techniques, 
products, locations, and maybe even a few mistakes they've made in the woods before. Don't miss all of the content from Hoosier Hardwoods Live coming out later in February. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. All right, and we are back here. And again, thank you to uh, all of our sponsors. And I do want to stop real quick and uh, and give a shout out um, to, you heard the P3 Racing Shirts uh, ad right there, and you'll hear the P3 Graphics ad coming up. But huge shout out to Eric Bryan and P3 Graphics and P3 Racing Shirts. Um, they hooked us up with this awesome four by eight banner that's right behind my head, uh, that includes all three of the APR podcast studio shows, throttled up, married with children, and who's your hardwoods live. Um, and Eric, not only is he a sponsor of the show, but man, he's a friend and takes yeah. good care of us. Very good care. Of us. Um, don't, I mean, P3 graphics, obviously every, most everybody knows what they're capable of and what they can do on the, the, you know, rap side and, and banners and all that kind of stuff. But go check out this new P3 racing shirts.com because you, no minimum orders. It's direct to garment printing. He's got a ton of different designs. Um, so hit him up and see what he can do because he's got some impressive stuff. So, uh, definitely go check out, um, uh, p3racingshirts.com so i actually thought of him before I, I came to the show this evening because i went through like four totes of shirts to find a shirt that had a, a sprint car on it and uh you know it just means you need some more of them is, is that what that means well yeah. i actually reached out to him the other day because um i, I was going to design some new shirts and i'm gonna have him work on one and I'm, I'm trying to get one of you in a sprint car um you know a little caricature of you inside of a sprint car <laughs> That's just going to be my Brownstown Speedway T-shirt. I oh, there's well, no minimum at P3RacingShirts.com, so I can order, I can order just a few, uh, just for a special. Uh, that may be my special No Way Out T-shirt. You know, Marty talked about how hard it was for him to get in a sprint car. I'm glad it's a character because I don't know if I could get in one. So I, I don't think I'm built right to try to get down in one of those. So. I'm telling you. While we're talking about Marty, I'm surprised he hasn't said anything and throw me some lashback from last week. I was yeah, waiting on that. He's on. I know. I seen him log on earlier. Yeah, I did so he's, too. He's listening. So. so, hey, if he didn't, if if he didn't whip me live on air for talking about how hard it must have been for him to get in a he sprint must, car, he must have been wearing these. These things are a little stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> hey, while you're talking about t-shirts and stuff, let's give something away if you don't care. Hey, go for it, man. I'm all about it. Uh, if anybody can tell me the first race I won at Brownstown, which was the race of champions, during a fun fest event, I'll buy their way into Saturday night's event at the No Way Out 40 and give them a free sticker to the pits. So uh, There you go, guys. If anybody can tell me what year I won that, then they get that. All right, so the first person that can tell us what year Ethan won uh, the race of champions at the Fun Fest at Brownstown Speedway is getting uh, entrance to the pits at the No Way Out 40 um, and a sticker from him. So we'll, we'll see. Give who, away a T-shirt before we get done. We'll do this one first, see if everybody knows it. So we'll see uh, uh, what comes up with that and um, and uh, who our winner will be. So so obviously, you know, you said how much you love Brownstown. Oh. We were already getting guesses. We on got here. some guesses. We got a 2004. We got a 2010. Patrick Cran, he's a he's ineligible. He doesn't. Oh, you don't count, huh? I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not paying his way in though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He wins. 2010 was the, the last guy I wanted to give thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful when you throw these out. Oh I, yeah. I was. I'll be honest. I was really hoping Marty O'Neill would hey, win. That way we I'll could pay his thirty dollars. Yeah, but I'm not wearing one of his T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you know, you talk about the excitement of um, Brownstown and all the history that's there. Who are some of the guys that when you're at that No Way Out 40 or, you're, you know, you're, you're there that you're excited to see still? Well, there's a lot of guys you're nervous to see. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's always a chance. I haven't looked at the USAC schedule. I don't know – or anybody else's schedule. I don't know what else is running that weekend or if any if there's any midget races or anything. But you're always going to get some of the, you know, prime guys in there like Tyler Courtney, Robert Ballou, Dave Darlin. Um, and, of course, the local guys, Brady Short, Jeffrey Bland, Jordan Kinzer. I mean, they're all good. I mean, all yes. the local guys, they're all good there. Jordan's yep. been good there for, I mean, years. Me and him's raced together since I was 13 years old. And Jordan's just phenomenal in the anomaly car. But, uh, I mean, it's it's always good to see everybody you race with. You know what I mean? Because we're all friends. I mean, sometimes we hate each other and want to kill each other. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're all we're all friends. We all get along. So, uh, it's it's good to see all them. But, yeah, it kind of intimidates you when you see some of the big guys come in, you know, with all the big money teams. But uh, you just got to keep your head up and just know you can run with the best of them. Where are some, where are some dream places that you would like to run? Dream places? That's a tough one. Uh, I'd really like to see Florida get a 305 show, you know, with like the sprint week or yeah. the, you know, the winter national stuff going on. I'd like to see him run us two or three days. That, that'd be awesome. I mean, because I know cool. I know guys from around here that would go. And then I know guys, you know, from Iowa, North Dakota, Nebraska, Texas that race with us when we go to the nationals once a year, they would go. So, I mean, I think we'd get a good group of cars going. But that that would be uh, one of the best things to do. And then I also would like to go run over in Pennsylvania for a few shows. Oh, yeah. Very cool. I got, I got to ask this question because I wouldn't be doing my late model guys justice if I didn't ask oh. this. But, you know, Marty jumped down into a sprint car there in the Fun Fest. Would you uh, like to try your hand on a late model? Oh, I knew he was going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that once. <laughs> Let me just tell you a little story about that. <laughs> Well, I had a, it wasn't a crate car. It was a, some kind of Corvette motor. What are they called? Something. Um, I don't remember what the name of them was. But anyways, long story short, leave it to the sprint car guy to knock every body panel off <laughs> of the entire thing. Well, turned, that's the problem. They're too wide. Turned mm. over the whole nine yards at Brownstown. Of all places. <laughs> so I was down there. You know, I'd done really good. I started on tail my heat race because I drew and I started on the pole. And I was like, there ain't no way I'm starting on the pole of this thing. <laughs> so I started on the tail and I was doing all right. And uh, so I had to run to B main and they took six. And there was like 30 cars or something crazy. <clears throat> well, I come all the way up and I was running seventh. And I was like, I'm going to make this thing. You know, first time in one. Well, somebody spun out. I'm not going to mention any names. Somebody spun out <laughs> going into three and stayed in the gas and tried to spin it back around. When they did, they drove underneath the left front and turned it over. And oh, no. So, yeah, the only sprint car guy there that night turned one over. <laughs> push but, and flip. Well, you guys are used push to being on your head. So push a button and flip. <laughs> in that one. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Um. So no other desire then, right? I would. You know, I like the the crate cars. I think they're neat. You know, it's kind of like a 305 thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a cost-effective class. Everybody likes to run them. They're, they're great races to watch. When I'm not racing on Saturday nights, I do. I drive down to Brownstown by myself just to watch the races because I just love being there, period. Right. I, I don't care if they're racing huffies, bicycles. Right. I, I love being there, too, yeah, so I, I understand yeah, that. so I just like to go watch. But I think the crate cars put on a great show, man. And we run North Vernon a lot, and they run crate cars, too, and – I'll go anywhere to watch. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to drive one again. Um, 
I think I got a little more experience under my belt now, and I would be a little more careful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like that. I drove a modified once, and that turned out all right. You know, I ran third in my heat race. I, I didn't know if you'd have a little more desire than that, you know, since that's your family came from that yeah. side. So, that's, yeah, uh, I, I I like the sprint car stuff, and ever since I got in the wing stuff, you know, I'm I'm pretty turned on to that. That's that's kind of my thing. I like the wing stuff. I run the non-wing stuff, you know, six, seven, eight times a year. But other than that, the wing stuff really. I think Mick's got a lot to do with that. He beat me in the head with a hammer in the garage one day and <laughs> tried to pound it into my head. But, no, I, I like the wing stuff. I, I, I do want to stick to that. But, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely like to try a late model and modify it again. Now, you, you got a pretty uh, awesome award here over the winter, didn't you? Yeah, I won the state championship in Indiana. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, we got to go back out to Nebraska for the national championship because we were sixth in the nation out of, I don't know, 500 and some cars, which is a pretty good accomplishment. That's awesome. I want to make sure you get, you brought that up. You know that. Uh, yeah. So uh, we almost won that thing. We just need a little bit more luck on our side. You're out there racing against guys. I mean, you go out there and race with them. That's like USAC teams. You know what I mean? They're oh yeah. With two or three cars and semis with two or three cars and a motors, they're not going to run out of stuff. We went out there with a car and a motor, and two or three buddies. You know what I mean? And went out and it's a three day deal. We want and there's. 100 last year there was 130 some cars i think oh wow yeah so they run a full full show friday night full show saturday night and then sunday they run consies to lock in again and they start this is the craziest thing i've ever heard of they start the feature three wide on sunday holy cow nine rows deep so they take nine from friday nine from saturday nine from sunday and that's your first nine second nine third nine well we made it the first night because when you run they have 14 heat races a night so Holy we cow. end up we end up winning our heat race on uh, on Friday night and locked in on the first night, so we didn't have to run on Saturday. We ran the race of champions because we were the Indiana State champion. But um, yeah, we locked in on the first night and started in the second row in the middle. Usually, you say inside or outside, but we started second row in the middle <laughs> and um, got up to second. Um, that had to be kind of sketchy, right? You had no idea. I was going to say, <laughs> in the middle is never. The year, the year before that, I started in the seventh row in the middle, and there ain't nothing crazier than looking at 20 cars in front of you, three wide going into one corner. And the the worst thing was is that this year in the feature, it rained the whole time we were there, so it was kind of bad. But it rained the entire feature. We ran it in the rain. So it was. you can imagine how greasy it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyways, we was passing for the lead with, like, 12 to go. And um, over – uh, let's see, Jason Martin, which wins dang near everything. Yeah. Um, he was leading, and then uh, the national champion from this year was running third, and then Jake Buback, which runs ASCS wings, wing cars, uh, 305 wing cars, midgets, he runs everything. Um, we were running, getting ready to pass for the lead, and the motor got hot. You know, it got clogged up with mud, and there's nothing we could do about it. So on a restart, it kind of got hot and mm. laid down on us, and we couldn't go nowhere. We still wound up in the top five. We ran fourth. That's awesome. So, out of 130 cars, I'm I'm not a bit mad about that. Not at all. Um, so you know what it's like. I mean, them indie car guys, you know, they're they're three wide, so you, you kind of know what that's like then. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's not something you want to do all the time. I mean, it it is if you have to do it in a split situation. The third guy's the one that has to make the hard choice because you see two guys running in front of you two wide, and then you're like, well, let's just make it three wide and make it interesting. The third guy's the one that has to make the hard decision, but sometimes it pays off, and sometimes it ends up on the trailer. Sometimes you're a push and flip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Mike Pickens asked the question. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit before we got started, but 
How do what do you what's your opinion on USAC and those guys taking over Bloomington Speedway and what they're planning to do with it? I think it's great. I uh, I grew up at Bloomington. I don't want to see it go anywhere. I want to see the best for it. I hope the best for it. Um, Mike Miles done a great job at the place the whole time he was there. I amend him for that tremendously. Um, but um, all the guys at USAC, they're all really racing oriented. You know what I mean? So they're going to do a good job with it, I think, and they're going to make it more fan based. And uh, A.J. Bowen, great person. He's kind of over the racetrack this year, so I think he's going to do a good job with it and make everybody happy and do the right thing. And uh, I think it'll be good. This year, it's kind of a trial and error year. So um, they'll do a lot of maintenance. And then uh, I'd say next year, if they go to a full schedule or whatever their plans are, whatever they do, I'm sure it'll be good. And I'll honestly give them some credit because instead of taking it over and jumping in and saying, we're running a full schedule, yep. we're going to beat it in the ground, you know, quality over quantity. Let's take yeah. the the set races. Everything good takes time. Yep. Let's make sure we repair the track. You know, upgrade the facility a little bit. Let's still get people out there, but let's not try and push it so fast that again you run people off that that would be there. So right. I give them a lot of credit because that anytime you take anything over like that, that's a gutsy move to yeah. somebody step to up stay and play. I mean, that place is iconic. I mean, it's it's yeah. Bloomington Speedway. Everybody knows Bloomington Speedway. Right. So as long as somebody takes it over and takes care of it and keeps the fans happy and keeps – because I'm kind of, in my opinion, one of the last generations to get – because you don't see a lot of younger kids that are from – well, I don't really how to say this, but, I mean, you get a lot of people from California and stuff. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of young drivers that way, but you don't see a lot of young kids that grew up at the racetrack and went to the racetrack every weekend for the last 27 years. Yeah, coming into racing, you just get a lot of you know out of state people that come in and want to be at a professional level and plan on moving on. Like I'm stuck. I don't want to go nowhere. I'm good doing what I'm doing. I love it. I love the grassroots dirt track racing stuff. I don't plan on going anywhere else, and I just love it. You don't see a lot of that. So somebody that will come in and uh, provide a good experience for the younger generation that will maybe lure them into it is a good thing. This is a great transition for me to throw a shameless plug out here, but I'm going to. But uh, this Saturday, we're going to pre premiere the next episode of Throttled Up Shops. Yes. Uh, and you talk about the younger generation. I encourage everybody to go take a look at it because we actually filmed and interviewed with uh, Jennings County High School's Black Cat Racing Team. And the high school has an electric go-kart racing team. They've actually got three um, full racing go-kart teams that they're running right now. They've got a gas practice car. The kids, they've got everything from, you know, computer techs that that run and set up the control module, drivers, wrench guys, crew chiefs. Um, it's unbelievable what they're doing. So you'll get to hear from some of the kids that work in the shop, uh, the uh, teacher that's the, the sponsor of it, uh, some of the, the guys that are helping out, Alan Magner and Bob Watts and those. So check out the next episode. A little different than what we've done in the past, but Thralled Up Shops. If you want to see some young kids who are passionate about racing and are getting an opportunity to see racing um, in a different way, this is a pretty cool group, Matt, and I think you would agree. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm kind of excited to see, you know, that these are all students. You know, outside of the uh, the mentors from, you know, the, the guys out of uh, industry there, you know, these are all students doing everything, the driving, the setups, you know, all the all the computer side of it and – you know, we keep asking, what do you got to do to bring this younger generation in? And I think, um, you know, Braden Day and Jennings County High School has found a way to bring a group of kids in 
that maybe you know become lifetime race yeah, fans. Yeah, that and you got to make it fun for them. I mean, it's got to be a good experience when you go to the racetrack. Because when I was a kid, I went to the pits, which of course it wasn't as high dollar and high class as it is now. They was running old beat up stuff they drug out of the weeds. But that's but, all that everybody yeah, had. You yeah, know. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you go to the racetrack and you have a good experience as a kid, you go with your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle. I mean, whoever you go with. Right. I'd stay on the hill while my dad raced with family friends. Um, I had several friends I'd go to the racetrack with. We'd sit down on the fence and play dirt cars in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Or we'd watch uh, – we'd have – we'd take our own flags and pretend like we was flagging <laughs> the race. Or uh, one time I trapped a beaver at the creek in Brownstown with a buddy back in the pits. <laughs> um, I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff I can remember from going to the races. It's a really good experience. If if you're growing up around it and you get to know it and you you really grow up around it, it's – it's just like anything else. It's it, you have to have a love for it to do it. I totally agree with you. I mean, that's uh, you know, that, that was my favorite memories growing up too. Was was at a racetrack, yeah. you know, and you know my the first mine too because that's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> the first bug that bit me, you know, obviously when I moved to Indiana and started going to Bloomington Speedway and, and Kevin, but my dad ran a welding business. I remember um, he was welding on a car. We were still living in Illinois, and I remember walking up and his logo, his welding logo, was on the side of that car. And I thought it was like Dale Earnhardt. I mean, I I was probably five, six years old, and you walk up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh yeah, like my dad's big time. Like, yeah, he's and, and then the driver'd walk out and talk to me, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing yeah. ever. Little did I know that looking back at the pictures now, it was a hunk of junk, but it was really special mm -hmm. to a five or six year old kid. Yeah. And and that's the thing you get, you know. Guys go out here and get these hundred, two hundred, three hundred, half a million dollar sponsors. You know, we're looking. When we do stuff, we want the guys that give five hundred or a thousand that have small kids and want to bring them to the racetrack. We always encourage them to come to the pits with us. We always make room for them. That's we awesome. Al we always want them to be around, and we're just really trying to draw a more of a crowd to keep to keep racing going. I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but it it takes stuff like that to get kids interested. You oh know? yeah, because kids kids look at things that the people that are there for the race don't people that are there to race they're just there to race win go home go to the next one kids are there just for fun you know no, what I mean? yeah. they look up to the drivers they look at the cars they like the pretty colors and the lights you got to make it good for them just as well as you do anybody else i'll tell you me looking back when i was a kid i hated it whenever we went to an enclosed trailer because there was nothing cooler for me to be driving down highway 50 to brownstown speedway and yeah like catch up to a race car you know at a stoplight and uh -huh. I'd make my grandpa stop Try short. Him. <laughs> well, I'd make him stop short so we could be back by the car so I could look at it the whole time we sat at the red light, you know. Right. And then, now everything's enclosed and you got to do that. I wonder what's in there, you know. I wonder what that looks like. So, or is it just empty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's take one more break here and roll out our final uh, three sponsors, and then we'll come back with Ethan and uh, kind of finish up the episode here. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. 
Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call in today at 812-216-3900. And I haven't I haven't seen if Brad has logged on tonight, but I just want to say and I know he's I know he's been busy. I know he's had this quite is, a this is busy season for Brad. Quite a few cars, but I'm still missing. I mean, we were supposed to get an invite for some euchre and some chili, and we have not gotten that invite for euchre and chili. That happens a lot, you know. He, my invite, I love chili, and I'm about to trump somebody. And, <laughs> and I just want to say that, you know, after all the debate that Irwin and I have had, who has the coldest beverages in Crothersville, Indiana, the time we stopped by, it just so happened he had just put those in. Yes. So I just, I mean, I, I don't know if you're out there, Brad, but, uh, you know, if you are looking for a great body guy, I don't know that there's anyone better than, than Brad Irwin. Well, I think we witnessed that uh, firsthand. We did. We're not going to go into detail, but we seen a car we didn't think was going to look real good. That We saw looking... a car that was not chicken salad, and he made it chicken salad. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and some pretty decent, tasty chicken salad. Hey, Josh Dodds on here says Superman wears Ethan Barrow underwear. Yeah. his. Uh, Where do you purchase those at? Me? Uh, I get you a custom-made <laughs> pair. <laughs> To go with my Matt Staples in a Sprint Car T-shirt, I'll be you wear set. a Matt Staples Sprint Car T-shirt and a Superman Ethan Bar with an S right on the butt. But anyways, yeah, his brother—I um, don't know if I said it a while ago or not—but his brother Jake Dodds, uh, Jake Dodds Music, he's got a band, travels you know all over the country playing music. His, him and his family—they um, sponsored me this year, uh, bought me a set of headers. So uh, I appreciate them too. They're from Unionville, so they're a local. Local friends, family, awesome business. You know, Jake plays music. He goes to Bluebird. So if you guys go there, check him out and make sure you make it to all his shows. And um, they were a big help this year too. Awesome, awesome. So, what what what's got you excited this year? Going into the season, obviously April. we're. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to say I agree, but yeah, it, it seems a long way off. Yeah, I know, but. Uh, no, we were a little behind this year because we was focusing on getting the cars and stuff ready and stuff. So we really got kind of behind on the graphics and stuff. So when I go to Brownstown, you're probably going to see a plain white car with a red duct tape 14 on the tail tank. And that's as good as it gets. But that's like Mick says, Mick's big on this. They all look good when they're up front. So as that's, long, that's long as fact. we're fast, as long as we're fast, I don't care. And and when you're slow or you're not moving, that's never a good thing when people can really check out everything that's on the car. Yeah, but they'll just be a red 14, not my name or anything, so maybe they won't know who it is. <laughs> I'll know you. They will when you pull into victory lane if you finish. So, so but what else? What, what you know, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, Paragon Speedway. You're going to try and run there some nights. Can't you're going to try and that. run at yeah. – uh, Obviously, Bloomington, when it's up, going to be at, at Brownstown for the No Way Out. So, you know, what are some of the exciting things you, you've got on deck for this year? Yeah, we're going to run for points again in the 305 stuff. So, we've got 23 to 25 races scheduled with that. And then uh, when we're not running it, we have a non-wing car also, which we'll be at Brownstown with. Um, can't wait for that. And that's always, you know, a highlight of my year when we get to the Brownstown. Fun Fest is one of my favorite races of the year because – And you always do good there yeah. during Fun Fest, man. Yeah. That's uh, – 
I'm surprised you haven't told the story about me running out of gas yet. Well, I'm, I want to make you look good. <laughs> <laughs> he told that one before you got here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was one of my stock car debuts. Um, <clears throat> but, anyways, yeah, Brownstown, I always look forward to that. I love the first race of the year and the last race of the year. I start there and end there. So, just not not for the racing, but, I mean, everybody's camping. Everybody's having a good time. Oh, you yeah. get to hang out with all your friends. When it starts out and when it ends, it's always a good time. Um like I said, we got 23 to 25 races scheduled in the 305 stuff. And then when I don't run, I'll run the non-wing stuff at Paragon. I can't wait to get back there. Um, that's where I started, and hopefully that's where I finish. Um, I got a lot of good fans from there, a lot of good friends that I made from the racetrack there. Paragon's one of my favorite places to go. Um, we'll run Putnamville a few times. Uh, hopefully we get over to Lawrenceburg once or twice. We want to do that. And then uh, the, the big highlight of our years, obviously, Nebraska. When we go out there for the Nationals, we can't wait for that. That's our favorite race of the year. We take the car home. You know, hopefully we get a week off. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. Um, take it home, get it all ready, and go out there. And that's the most fun we have all year is when we go out there and race. Very cool. You know, I was thinking that might be a good throttled-up trip, you know, it, to follow I, an Indiana driver out there for that. I, I could see that. And I'm a late-model guy saying that. That, that. That's enough for me to say let's go. I think we've yanked his chain a little bit. Oh, well, yeah. I, I don't know about that, but. I think we're pulling him in. We've at least <laughs> taken the fenders off. I've been over here reeling under the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be a late model guy till I die. But I, you know, I, I joke him a whole lot. Hey, everybody and, gets reborn. And <laughs> you know, I just I want people to know this that a lot of that is is just for the show. That I, I am a race <laughs> fan. I don't want people throwing rocks at me when we show up for the No Way Out. You know, weekend up here. So I, you know. But see, this is the funny thing. You're all worried about the No Way Out weekend. It's one of two weekends that the sprints come into Brown Sound Speedway. I got to go into Brown Sound every week, being the sprint car guy. We need some more races there I'm at the you, late the model. Three hundred five. I think they put on a great show there. I mean, oh, every, I, every every time we've been there, I, I totally agree. I think um, I don't know. I mean, the scheduling this year with it switching hands, we we've went from a one owner to a board type system. Oh, that's cool. So um, we're kind of a traveling series now. So it's a board of five members, and the racetrack gives us a lump sum of how many cars we're expecting. And just enough to pay our part, and then we take care of everything. So, Oh, really? Um, yeah. There's uh, five board members, and they take care of all that. So, um, I mean, it's not much for the racetrack. They give us the lump sum. We come race. We get a slot during the event, and that's how it goes. So uh, I'd love to see us get back at Brownstown. Uh, I, I do. I miss running a wing car there. It's always a lot of fun. Everybody I've talked to always likes running there. Yeah. So uh, hopefully you, you guys put on a good show when you do come. I just have to remember Absolutely. to turn the cordless mic off because uh, the magnetos or something in them cars make <laughs> throw a lot of static out. So I always got to remember to turn that off. So yeah, they're all internal mags. But well, yeah. most of them, not a lot of guys run magnetos with the mag. It's a lot of internal cool stuff. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So that could have something. Yeah. To do with it. Um. Well, you know, and I want to say that you know we we're excited to see what you do this year. We appreciate you coming down. We are at about. Um, just about an hour um, in here, and uh, definitely excited to see it. Brownstown, the No Way Out, um, but and, I do think and the All In and the All In Twenty Five. Oh, I'll be at both. Um, Every chance I get, I'll be there. <laughs> and and knocking on wood because uh, for you, Brownstown Speedway fans, uh, we are still currently on to practice for this Saturday. This yes. Saturday, bring your snowshoes. I yeah yeah, uh, yeah I agree. <laughs> I watched That's why he said currently. I, I watched the weather, uh, and I don't want to make any premature announcements, but uh, the next event at Brownstown Speedway is is hopefully the Indiana Icebreaker on March 16th because 
weather doesn't look like it's going to be friendly to us. We got to race that Saturday at North Vernon, but if if we don't race, which isn't looking too promising, um, I'll be at the Indiana Icebreaker Play. I go there every year in a camp. I don't care if it's a tent or what. I shiver my butt off. <laughs> and and I do want to say, I know you brought it up, but and we we do play it up. And I I do come from from an open wheel background. And uh, but good racing's good racing. Yes, I mean I, that's the thing. I I just don't want nobody to get the wrong idea. I mean, I'm, I'm a dirt race fan. And and the first two weekends, <laughs> <at> sprint car. <laughs> um, I, well, I mean, it, it's like anything. I mean, I'm a sports fan, but I lean towards one sport a little more than the other. Um, right. So, but that's, that's a good point. Uh, it, I don't know that there's many other tracks that open up with the two weekends like what Brownstown Speedway does. I mean, you're exactly right. You've got the Indiana Icebreaker and the Lucas Oil guys in there March 16th. And you turn around, you get the All In 25 one on Friday night. night, and the No Way Out 40 presented by Wee Miller Express on saturday night and that is a that is a amazing couple shows in two weekends to open up the racing season yep for sure i can't wait i'm ready to get started i want to again get here talking about it i might have to go home and sit in in my room with my helmet (laughs) i okay i want to ask this before we go because younger guy and i've asked some of the other guys do you get into the i racing stuff no, I do not. I suck at it. Okay, you know a lot of the, a lot of drivers have said that. Though. That's what that's what amazes me. Yes. A lot of the drivers lot of say guys, they hate it. A lot of guys have came into it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there are guys that are good at it and do jump right in a race car and and do well and do yeah. well. Yeah, but for me, it's I don't drive with my hands. I don't drive with my feet. I don't drive my. It's all in your butt. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you feel it. It's Jeff it's, Wilson. It's a knack. Yeah, it's the same thing Jeff Wilson it's said. It's a knack for it. It's yeah. just something you got to you got to learn how to feel. It's not something you're just going to get in and turn the wheel and pull the pedals and so you know how to Jeff said he was horrible at it too. That his his kids could can beat him on those games yeah. and uh Yeah. I've tried it several yeah. times and I've wanted to get it at home just to have something to do in the wintertime so I don't drive myself crazy, but I I don't like to be bad at things. <laughs> I almost and that think is one it's, of them. I think it's harder if you've if you've started in the car and have experience to go to I racing. I was, was going to bring up Braden Watson. You know, he, then to go from I racing yeah. to getting in a car. You know, Braden drove the I racing for a long time, and then got in the car, and he said it was a pretty good transition. Right. You know, all you know is what it feels like. You know, in the butt. So it's, uh, you know, it's hard to get. Uh, you know, to go just from not feeling that sensation of the yeah. car moving underneath you. So right. I'll let Matt do this trivia question. I got one more thing. Oh, to yeah. Away. Throw it out. Yeah, I forgot. I got, a, I got a T-shirt. They'll be down the end of April. But free T-shirt giveaway. You you throw out the trivia question, they get a free T-shirt. Trivia question's on you. I'll let you ask it. It's your T-shirt. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a shot in the dark. How many races did I win in 2017? All right, so how many for a T-shirt? Uh, how wing, many wing and non-wing both combined? Combined. How many races did Ethan win in 2017? Wing and non-wing combined. Let's see who's who's going home with uh, one of his T-shirts tonight. We got eleven. Nope. Seven. Nope. Come on, Marty O'Neill. <laughs> S- Sixty-three. Sixty. I wish. 13? Nope. Nobody's got it yet. A whole bunch of sevens in there. How about Richard Gamble? That's a winner. 13. 13. 13. That's it. Richard Gamble taking home the T-shirt. Message me on Facebook. I'll uh, I'll make sure to get you a T-shirt. 
Very, very cool. And, and Ethan, I want to say again, man, thanks for, for making the trip. I know you drove all the way over from Bloomington. And, and I want to say this, and Matt and I have said this before. You know, we started this thing, like we said, almost a year ago, episode yeah. number 40. And it it's amazing to me that we even I – think, I think we really thought a lot of nights we'd just sit here and talk to each other. So it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable that you come out, and we appreciate it. We no, appreciate, appreciate what you, you do. Me. I mean, it's a good time. I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, you guys are very knowledgeable people. I see him more than I should. <laughs> no, no, that's a good kidding. thing. I'm just kidding. No, I, I see him all the time at Brownstown when I'm there watching or racing, either one, whenever I'm there. And I appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate it. It's a good opportunity. Good luck all year. And uh, uh, I'll be down in the pits, uh, you know, hopefully at the, the all-in 25. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, you know what? I'm blessed. I won't, I won't lie. Uh, Brownstown Speedway and Jim Price takes really good care of me. So, I get I get kind of the ability to to get in and and do what we do. So we'll stop by and see you and uh, catch an interview before you get out on the track. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. I also want to say thanks again to Bridalwood Consulting uh, for coming on this year and doing me a lot of help. Tom Wood or Tom White with uh, Tom White Real Estate, uh, Jake Dodds with Jake Dodds Music, my dad Gary Barrow Excavating, Mickey Smith Personal Lawn Care, uh, Garrett Mangum, Casey Mangum. They buy us ties every year, and I appreciate that. And then uh, the Bloomington Eagles Club, number 1085. I appreciate them and everything they do for me, and uh, I look forward to it. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you again next week. I'm from that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to it.